Hey y'all, welcome to episode one of Noise Filter, where Dr. Derry and I try to filter through all of the, the madness that's going on with COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-2 or, look, we'll try to clear up as much as we can. That's right. Uh, Doc Riggs and I have a regular radio program uh, here in New Orleans on WHIV. And since uh, the COVID-19 uh, crisis started in late February, early March, uh, Doc Riggs and I have been on the radio as well as uh, multiple TV uh, uh, performances, uh, appearances uh, to uh, help the public understand what COVID-19 is all about uh, as best as we can. And so we really are hopeful that this podcast will be something that you'll be able to start your mornings with, knowing what the best or what the uh, most uh, relevant stories for the day are. Yeah, because in a world where we're learning more and more, we're all discovering something that we found out about five, six months ago, and we're discovering new things every day, it can get really confusing. And you know, one of the one big things that we learned is that even though this is a health and public health worldwide emergency, this is a health literacy disaster. We don't know who's saying what or why, and that's where we come in. Yeah, that's right. And then another thing that we've learned uh, as well uh, is that we have to say I don't know a lot. And uh, and another thing is uh, something that we'll talk about emphatically today. Next week, there'll be even a better study showing that what we thought about today uh, is completely different next week. So please bear with us as we muddle through all of this science together so that we can understand uh, the relevance of this, uh, uh, this historic uh, pandemic. And trust us, when we say we don't know, we really mean we don't know. We don't know. That's right. <laughs> but we're trying and we'll help as best we can. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Happy Monday, y'all. Let's go over the numbers. So once a week, every Monday, we will start the Noise Filter podcast by going over some of the global numbers and data, looking at trends and other things of note. So let's get started. We now find ourselves at 3.5 million cases worldwide with about 250,000 deaths. When you look at the epi curve for the global cases, it looks like it's beginning to level off and possibly a plateau. And there have been about 75,000 new cases uh, daily, which of course, uh, these are huge underestimates given that not everyone worldwide is able to get access to a test. There also appears to be a slight downward trend in mortality, but at this point it is still too early to really tell if this is the case or not. In terms of the U.S., we are about 1.2 million cases and 69,000 deaths. To be clear, the U.S. makes up about 5% of the total global population, but makes up one-third of total cases globally, and our mortality makes up about 25% of the total global population. So let's take a step back and look at those numbers. We have the highest number of cases in the world and the highest number of deaths in the world and some of the highest rates of both of those. Yet, every day, I still get calls asking me when we can open up the economy. Also, one quick thing. One country we can look at is Brazil, where there has been a very lackadaisical approach at the leadership and the number of cases there are now soaring, as are the number of deaths. And just as in the nature, just as is the nature of infectious diseases, those that are most affected are the most impoverished. Dr. Griggs, how do you how do you read some of this data? So to be clear and to be simple, let's start with a simple equation. The virus isn't spreading the virus. People are spreading the virus. 
Uh, when we talk about data and numbers, the evidence-based thing that we know that works is social distancing. Uh, it's worked in previous pandemics, and it works in epidemics. Uh, we know that works. Now, on the other side, let's deal with the number zero. We know nothing about this virus other than uh, what we've learned in the last five to six months. Uh, if we prematurely attempt to open the economy and put people back together, guess what the virus is going to do? It's going to spread and the numbers are gonna go up. Those numbers are, are really simple. The math is really simple. This is a science disaster, uh, but it's a scientific process and we have to stay true to it. It's simple science. Viruses don't spread viruses, people spread viruses. The more we stay away from each other right now, while we have another zero, zero vaccines, zero cures. The only thing that we know is covering up our faces with face masks and staying away from each other, calling using social distancing works. Once we can get to herd immunity or a way to protect ourselves, then it's a different story, but we'll get there. It's going to be a long journey, uh, but we'll be right there with you the whole time. Uh, I appreciate it, and thanks a lot, Doc. File this under words matter, especially in science. USA Today reports that a Northern California city official was removed from office after posting on social media that in face of the new coronavirus, the sick, old, and homeless should be left out to meet their natural course. On Friday, the Antioch City uh, Council voted unanimously to oust Ken Turnitz II from his seat on the City Planning Commission after his Facebook post on culling the herd sparked outrage, according to NBC Bay Area reports. The news outlet reports that the now-removed posts expounded on the ideas of herd mentality, before adding that in regard to homeless people, the virus would fix what is significant, a significant burden on our society and resources that can be used. So this is crazy because such speculation and statements may be valid and credible until there's really your loved one that's there to be called. And really, Doc Griggs, somebody used the word called? Come on. COVID-19 has no allegiance, empathy, or biases towards social station. We are all vulnerable and should respect the science of the disease and this process of global discovery and overall public health and safety. This one is on convalescent plasma. As of now, we still don't have well-documented evidence of an effective therapy for COVID-19. Convalescent plasma therapy is essentially the transfer of antibody-containing plasma from recovered or convalescing patients previously infected with COVID-19 to current critically ill COVID-19 patients. Right now, we still don't know whether or not this may or may not work. In a recent study, six COVID-19 patients with respiratory failure received convalescent plasma uh, about 21 days or so after their infection was first detected. This ended up reducing viral shedding, which is essentially what transfers from one person to the other, uh, and their infectivity certainly got better. But that being said, at the end of the study, five out of the six people died. Doc Griggs, how do you interpret results like that? Yeah, what, what that tells to me, what it says is that this is a great start in using a treatment that's been proven to use and to work in other diseases, but we can't jump to conclusions. Convalescent plasma treatment, it can potentially stop people with COVID-19 from infecting other people, but it might not necessarily reduce mortality in critically end-stage COVID-19 patients. The jury's still out on whether it may be more helpful uh, if it's initiated earlier. This one's on remdesivir. According to Stat News last week, we heard great news about a treatment for COVID-19 with a medication called remdesivir. 
While findings of the studies were modest, they were a step in the right direction. One update to this story is that remdesivir has now been granted emergency use authorization by the FDA. This is notable because the results of this trial have not been fully released yet, let alone released in a peer-reviewed paper. Lastly, it should be mentioned that this medication is reserved for those that are sick enough to be in the hospital and it's administered via IV. Hey, Doc, what do you think of this one? So, I think that we're moving forward with finding treatment options for COVID-19, and while remdesivir does look promising, we really want to see what the results of that study that led to the emergency use authorization was, and we really want to subject it to peer review. That being said, last week Dr. Anthony Fauci actually had positive things to say about the study, and he actually reminisced about what it was like doing the early studies with HIV. And those early studies with HIV did show some modest improvement, and now we have these great medications for HIV. I think Dr. Fauci was indicating to us that the results with this remdesivir may be very similar to, uh, in terms of modest uh, improvements as to what those early HIV trials were. This next one is looking at people with cancer that are infected with COVID-19. So given that patients with cancer are generally more vulnerable to infections, research into how people with cancer are affected by COVID-19 is needed. So in a study in the journal Cancer Discoveries, 105 people with cancer and 536 controls were studied, and the results showed COVID-19 patients with cancer had higher risks in all outcomes. Dr. Griggs, how do you interpret those results? So let's just say it's not a surprise that we found that people with cancer appeared to be more vulnerable to the COVID-19 outbreak. Uh, people with cancer have suppressed immune systems for the most part. If you or a loved one have cancer, we want you to please maximize your immune system by eating well and getting exercise. Uh, get checked, get fit, get moving. Uh, even if taking a walk around the block uh, is what you do for exercise, we want you to, to, to exercise and get a lot of rest. Please medically maximize your other chronic conditions to keep your appointments with your cancer doctors, now mostly through telemedicine. Uh, and as always, please minimize leaving the house, and if you have to, please maintain physical distance. Thanks for listening to the Noise Filter Daily Podcast. Dr. Derry and I also have a daily show at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time where we go into more detail on stories and answer questions about COVID-19. You can find Doc Griggs at DocGriggs1 on social media, and you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at Dr. Derry. You can also follow Noise Filter on social media at noisefiltershow.com, as well as on Spotify or your favorite podcast apps. Doc Griggs, any last words? Remember to get checked, get fit, get moving, and get rest to boost your immune system. And Doc, please protect yourself and others by staying home, and please wear masks whenever you go outside.